This podcast is presented by Vortex Optics. I think this is podcast number 12. I think so. And um, they, Vortex recently released a bunch of new products for 2021. But the products that we got our hands on first were the two new tripods. There's more tripods, but the ones we used were the Summit Carbon and the High Country tripods. Wow, great tripods. Lightweight, super durable. Um, especially the summit. I love the summit carbon. We use them on our Western hunts. It's just, it's so small and light that you just, you don't feel guilty throwing it on the pack in a Western hunt because even if you kill an animal, you feel comfortable like, oh, that's not that much weight. I can fit that in. Yeah. And you need a tripod on a Western hunt. This is the one, Mm -hmm. I mean, we've used Manfrotto tripods Mm -hmm. and we thought those were light, but they're not at all compared to these Vortex tripods. Not at all. And... As far as, like, even the smallest tripod can hold our heaviest camera gear on it. Um, I did an Instagram story the other day, but I put the our 150 to 600 Sigma lens, which is a big old heavy telephoto lens, and our Canon 5D Mark IV with a big old battery pack, which is a pretty heavy DSLR. Put that on there. Any angle you throw those, throw that head on there, it stays tight, and the tripod stays sturdy. So, I mean, just solid option. So, go check those out at over at Vortex right now. Thanks for tuning in for another podcast. We um, are going to get into a bunch of hodgepodge stuff today, just a few loose ends that we need to cover. First, kind of the announcement that we had last week was our new hunter announcement um, for the spring turkey season. Tom, you want to get into that? Yeah. Um, We are going to continue keep the ball rolling from this fall into the spring. We're going to be taking out four new hunters. Uh, Possibly April. more, but four for yeah, sure. Yeah, four for sure. I have a uh, newborn coming end of March, so that I guess that's the reason for four. We don't want we overbooked ourselves this fall, and we're not going to do that again. So we're going to um, take out four new hunters, two two per trip, for sure. One late April uh, in Nebraska, and then in mid May for South Dakota, uh, Black Hills. Right? Yep. We've actually never hunted there, but we've heard good things and. Uh, we can find the birds. So that closes on January 26th. Um, we might extend it, but um, we've already, we're not, we're not looking for a ton of entries. Um, Onyx posted about it, we've posted about it. So if you've seen it, get those video entries in. Um, you can just make a video of yourself. You can DM us on Instagram or uh, send in at info at identicaldraw.com. Yeah, that's gonna be really fun. Um, we can almost like guarantee birds. Uh, gar- what? We can guarantee fill yeah, tags. guarantee really good hunts on every single one, yeah. um, especially Nebraska. I mean, we've been we uh, cut our teeth on that land, and mm-hmm. it's made us who we are. And we know how to. We finally figured out how to kill a bird out there. So mm-hmm. we kind of haven't given a Kansas City update since Spencer's hunt, really, when Club Club got killed. Uh, we took off a lot of December because we, like Tom said earlier, we overbooked ourselves heavily. And honestly, the weather in December was kind of really crappy for late was, season hunting. Yeah. It was just the warm. worst, the worst December I remember yeah. in a long time. And we were, I mean, we were jacked up about it because after club died, we were like, we still have a lot of time to be able to kill another buck down here. But the temps just never got cold enough for those deer to like really focus on the food um, until the last week. There were the last three days, yeah, the last really. three or four days. Yeah. yeah. And that, I mean, we hunted all of those basically. Um, 
We had some bucks hanging around. We had from even from last year, uh, the big eight. Isn't that what we called him? Yeah. Um, he was around and he was good this year. Um, he was he was the buck that was daylight um, those last couple of days. Yep. Um, like two days I think before we started hunting, uh, maybe like let's say like the 26th and 27th of December when we weren't hunting, he was daylight in the South Beans and sure enough we hunted the next three days and um, I think he popped out after shooting light mm -hmm. on the 28th and we were hunting. Mm -hmm. um, couldn't really tell mm -hmm. and then didn't see him the last. A couple of days there, but yep, he's still around. Hopefully, we, to find uh, those sheds. Yeah, so first, like some up and comers. Basically, we ended the season. Neither of us shot bucks. Club was the only buck that died on the Kansas City this year, which we're totally fine with. I mean, we 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 didn't focus on each other, like us killing bucks this year. That's just what we did. Um, hopefully, we'll get one next year, but that's just part of it. Um, it was a super awesome experience to be with Spencer and shoot and shoot club. So that was great, but. Um, Deer they made it through for sure. I mean, we know that the big eight made it through um, rifle and has been alive. We know there's a big, like probably the biggest buck is, uh, I think, is he mainframe 10 or is he a nine? Are you talking That's the, the split rack? G2? Oh, um, I, I, I will uh, debate you on that one. I think half rack is our biggest buck. Half, yeah, but, but he, he's broken half. half. Yeah, yeah that, that's a buck that Spencer almost shot one night. Um, his, one, his, his one side right is, side is totally broke off, like but, at the base. Yeah, his left side looks nice. Really nice, yep. So he, we know he made it through rifle. We got hit pictures of him after. Um, he's a solid big, big, big deer. He, that'd probably be the biggest shed that we'd yeah. find if he dropped that left side on our ground. Um, and then we have a split, like there's a split G2 buck. That is, that's really nice. That's probably at least four and a half or maybe five. I don't know. But our neighbor across the street, he said he passed them this year. So that's the kind of neighbors we got down there. Yeah. I mean, just, we got some, some big time deer hunters down there that really give a damn about management, which is super nice. He, he doesn't have the mass of a five-year-old. No, but he's, so yeah, he'll I'd he say be he's really four nice. And a half. Um, we have a young 10. There's just a wide, short 10. Everywhere. To, everywhere. everywhere to yeah. Um, he could be, big. he's, he's either a giant two and a half or three and a half year old. I think, I think he's probably three and a half, be four and a half next year. Swoop. Swoop's gone MIA. Big old Swoop 10. We have his match set from the last two years. Swoop 11 now. Yeah. We have his match sets from the last two years of shed hunting, which is insane, honestly. Um, and our last pick of him was beginning of December. Yeah. And we, we I mean, we don't know. We don't know. We'd assume he's dead. We, uh, we assume he's dead because he was all over our ground last year, late season. And granted, he was off our property more this season. So ho like, hopefully he the, made it through. The only strange thing is that like none of our neighbors have any idea what happened mm -hmm. to him like like we have such a network of neighbors already that mm -hmm. like if any buck in the area gets shot like we get a picture of him mm -hmm. um and we didn't with swoop yeah. which is really weird um he was i would say he's probably he was probably the most dominant buck after club and freddie died in the area yeah mature for sure we mm -hmm. we had some good close-up trail cam picks yeah. and you can just tell and um, sheds from the last two seasons. So, yeah. but I mean, there's a chance he's still around. Mm -hmm. Um, I hope he is. He was just like a, just an awesome, yeah. he, he, he might, I mean, he could have gone six by six this year, which mm -hmm. would have been awesome, but and he's super symmetrical deer. Yeah. But, um, so this year, this shed season is just different. Like last year we had, we had some megas to chase, you know, we had like our big, our two biggest bucks made it through. And this year everything just got shot. 
Freddie got shot, of course. Club got shot, which was great that we were part of that one. Um, Freddie, of course, by the neighbor. Um, and then we had probably our best up-and-comer, uh, like just a solid 10, three-and-a-half-year-old, I think, for sure. He got shot by the neighbor to our north. Super awesome neighbor. Um, I think that buck's four-and-a-half. You think he's four-and-a-half? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, just one more year in that dude, and he would be a... 160, 170, 10 probably. Yeah, just he already had a really good match. He already had it. Um, and yeah, so I mean, we had a lot of a lot of deer get shot this year. Which I mean, yeah, our big Primero got shot last year, but like it seemed like more deer made it through um, the year before. But that's okay. I mean, we're still gonna we'll still find some sheds, and we still like it's Kansas. Um, we'll 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 have a nice deer to chase next year mm-hmm. uh, for sure. But that's kind of what we're looking through for bucks that made it through. Any other? One one of there's two young deer that we really have our eye on. That's just kind of funny. Like Spencer was making fun of us because Crown Royal we call him. He's a year and a half old probably. Yeah, and he's got like eight or nine points already. Mm-hmm. Just a just a He'll insane deer. We need to give him another four years and just see what he blows up into. And then Mo Mohawk, Mohawk is is his full name. Mo is his short name because his hair on his back always is kind of like standing up like a Mohawk, and uh, he has an interesting rack. Just like you'll be able to tell him from year to year, kind of thing. Um, just kind of goes out fast and like comes back in. Yeah, weird, weirdly. It, like his points are almost like triangle. Yeah, like yep. a triangle. Yeah. Um, but he already is a stud. He's got a big old body. We actually we had an encounter with him. Yeah, we in Freddie's corridor. Yeah, I mean, he came to ten yards this season, yep. which is really cool. Um, so yeah, we've got we've got some great young deer. Um, I can't wait to see what the place looks like in two years. I think that like two or three years will be like when we get another big, just giant group of deer that blow up. Yeah. And this year we, we definitely will have a few, but that, that's kind of who made it through. So now it's January. We still have our heads up though. I mean, yeah, we kind of going into the season, we knew there were going to be sacrifices made. And mm-hmm. um, a lot of people were really questioning us about letting Spencer shoot yeah. our number one. Yeah. Um, we like never thought about it for a second. Deer aren't like gods to us, and they're not ours. No, like people claim they're deer. You know, like that's my buck. Freddie was our buck. Club was our buck. No, no, they're deer. they're wild animals. They're deer. Anybody could shoot. Like you don't have a name tag on him. He doesn't have a collar. We, yeah, we were happy to have head. Spencer come um, and just see what the Kansas City's about. He got to experience it firsthand and and shoot. Um, was the second or third biggest buck, mm-hmm. most character he's ever killed on any buck, um, which I mean we were we were super stoked. He loved the property. He said it's the best property he's ever hunted um, for whitetails. Yeah, yeah. I mean that's a compliment, um, serious compliment. And so it's management season, and it's January eighteenth. Though I can't believe, oh. like after last season, I mm. I told myself I was like, we like we might always just kill bucks out here. Mm-hmm. But just the season after, mm-hmm. we both just swing and a miss. Um, well, I mean, honestly, we talked about it. It was by far a better hunting season than yep. the last year, like by yep. a long shot. Mm-hmm. So much mm-hmm. better. I mean, we, we didn't rattle in a single buck last year. We had several hunts of rattling we, in bucks yeah. this year. We saw like 10 to 20 times more bucks than the yeah. previous year, yep. like in the stand. Like, and just number of deer, too. I mean, we like every, every sit we saw, we saw deer. Yeah. I'm pretty sure, which wasn't a thing last year. No. It wasn't a thing. I mean, yeah, they might have been in the last light, but we saw a deer basically everywhere we went. 
like many days in November, back to back, we were seeing four to six bucks every single hunt, just yeah. not the mature ones. So mm-hmm. um, we're looking at, we're taking away all those pros from um, this last season. And we're going to, like they said, uh, mid-January, we're heading down. Uh, we're in the car right now, halfway down to the Kansas 80, and we're going to keep doing some work. We had um, we had another management day. What was that? Probably t- uh, just a week ago. Yeah, just about a little over a week ago. Um, and we had some help. We had mom, dad, and then Nate's brother-in-law, Zach, and his dad, um, Mark. They came down and all helped, um, which was huge. We got a lot done. Like, we got what would typically be, like, couple days work for me and Nate um Mm -hmm. we got done in like six hours Uh, we did a lot of work on our clover plot and then did a ton of work in our southeast uh bedding which is one of our best spots on the property we girdled um between that and the clover plot we girdled probably 40 to 50 trees probably in that ballpark and Mm -hmm. dropped another 10 to 20 Mm -hmm. um so made made a lot of headway on on those two spots um feeling good already about it um people like on instagram especially they they're asked like why why are we doing this like what's the what's the pros of this and it's really easy we are getting rid of trees that aren't doing anything good for our property and the animals and plants on the property um we just want to get rid of them because the more sunlight our our 80 is just a chunk of timber and we need like a little more diversity we need more sunlight because all that timber blocks out the light and doesn't create good growth on the forest floor. Yeah, we're trying to create specific bedding, like specific mm-hmm. great bedding spots on our 80 instead of just having a one big blob of the same. And deer don't want to bed in just like grass height of stuff underneath trees. They want they want tall grasses. And you, in order to get that, you need to get sunlight. So that's why we're, we are removing trees. Um, that's the basic gist. I mean, we're removing hedge trees. Um, we are removing locust trees where you're moving a few walnuts that are not going to be good for timber harvest and stuff like that because those those trees just don't they're not producing anything good for us so that's the gist and there's a t- i mean the Kansas City is just filled with those things mm-hmm. so we're just going through and strategically removing them so, leaving the oaks leaving a lot of some hickories yeah. and all the everything good for the deer um people have their own opinion on cedars but we we like them um the, the places where our cedars are at, deer tend to bed. Mm-hmm. So we're not taking out any cedars. Um, yep. The grassiest and most cedary places are our shed hunting locations. That's where yeah. we find the sheds. Yeah, because they're all bedding up in there. Yep. Um, that's what we saw um, hunting this fall. Mm-hmm. In the, that southeast spot, we saw deer bedding in those spots. So opening that up, taking out the bad walnuts. Um, if you don't know, like, what trees are good or bad for deer, it's a quick Google search or... Um, deer deer association website yeah and you honestly is just thinking about what what deer need from a tree they can either they can eat browse from a tree um and deer want leaves or they want like a fruit like like fall like a nut or something um and then shade but like your good trees and your bad trees both produce shade so you might as well just leave your good trees to do the shade and then hopefully they're dropping their fruit as well but i mean yeah what 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 matt ross would say is if looking at this timber through the eye of a deer hunter, mm-hmm. like remove you, you ask a couple questions like, what what does this drop that a deer eats? Mm-hmm. Do they eat the leaves if you hinge cut it? Mm-hmm. Um, and if you cut it down, do they eat what sprouts out of the base, the trunk? trunk yeah. yeah, 
And if very few of those, like if none of those things apply, then you get rid of it. Um, if, if the lethal leaves, then you just hinge cut it. But I mean, deer are only so tall, so you got to hinge cut it, which basically you cut through the majority of the tree, but you still leave a piece of it connected. So as long as there's some of the bark still connected and like that outer layer, the leaves, the, the tree will still live and the leaves will still be turned green, but they won't be like 50 feet above a deer's head. So, yep. Yeah. That's what I suggest. That's what we're doing. Um, focusing on those specific areas that we need more light right away. Like right now we focus on the clover in the Southeast just because we want those places to be the best as soon as possible. Um, and then we're just going to kind of trickle throughout. Going to bring some fire in a little, in a little bit. It's still a little wet and snowy. Um, our schedule's just not working out well. There's probably a day this week that we could burn, but I'm heading down to Colorado. So, um, we're keeping an eye on the, on the calendar. We, bought a drip torch um we bought a second chainsaw which should be noted that's helped that's helped speed things up quite a bit um but we'll probably burn here in the next month mm -hmm. definitely yeah we've got a hefty management list this year this year one thing we realized was after both shooting bucks last year we kind of went into the management season like not really sure like, hey, we had, like, a pretty successful season. But this year, not shooting bucks, we were like, these are the things that need to change, and this is what we need to add. So we just have a bigger list. Um, like, right now, it's all, like, mainly timber work. But, like, throughout the spring and summer, we're going to change access pretty heavily. We are going to be planting trees to make sure that we have that food source and that extra bump that we need in the timber. Um, yeah, I, like futuristically 10 years 10 20 years like we want to replace this undesirable timber with like yeah every single tree we see in there is what deer want mm -hmm. um and be really strategic about it is basically mm -hmm. our goal yep yeah and then food plot we're changing we're going to change the structure of that but of course we won't be planting that till uh i mean we'll frost seed clover like always um in this this early spring late winter time but then we will uh we'll be planting in may sometime and we're going to reconfigure the bean plot and maybe um yeah move things around shift it around make it a little more huntable that'll so, be another podcast we got a lot of things to do podcast. there yeah um, it's just too big we need a better edge um we need more security getting in mm -hmm. all those things so mm -hmm. yep we're just gonna walk and cut a lot of yeah. cut a lot of like dead timber that's just taking up space um trying to clear it out because then when we want to actually remove more trees, then it's not just piling up on each other. So mm -hmm. that's kind of plan today. Mm -hmm. Get some more feed out for the deer. Um, we're running next level deer supplements. I've been doing that for two years now. Yeah. And deer growing. So that stuff works. The the next level deer supplements works. Like we've, the deer pound that stuff. They love it. And I mean, they just focus on what's going on in the doe, like, in the doe and fawn production, basically. I mean, that's the most important part of, like, getting a big buck. Yeah, you could pour feed to them when they're three- and four-year-old, like, growing a big rack, but, like, really, if you want a good deer, it starts in the womb, and that's 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 what we're focusing on. That's what Next Level focuses on. So they've got dealers all throughout, I mean, the U.S., honestly, now, but especially throughout Nebraska and the Midwest region. So look them up. They're in the Lincoln Shields and stuff like that. It's just been an awesome feed, so... um. Yeah, that's kind of the off-season stuff. If you guys have uh, management ideas for the Kansas City, DM us. We're always open to different ideas and picking people's brains and stuff like that. So we're going to be taking out a bunch of coons. I think that's kind of like one of our off-season goals during this whole 
trapping and fur bearing yeah. season right now. Um, hopefully going to have a buddy come down and shoot some yotes. And then also we just need to get rid of coons. We were talking already earlier on this drive how we wanted to help that turkey population. And, man, the coons and possums down there, if we could if we could really make an impact on them, I think we'd see turkey numbers rebound real fast. Yeah. That um, combined with prescribed fire. Mm-hmm. Um, we, we have a population down there. It's nothing comparable to, like, our Nebraska ground. Mm-hmm. Um, and we know it can be a lot better if we just take out raccoons, possum, um, animals like that, uh, that just really... I mean, they, they can wipe out turkey populations in some places, and uh, getting rid of them can rebound population like crazy from all the reading and talking I've done to people. So, yep. that's, yeah, that's a big goal. That's Kansas City Management 101 update. So uh, just running the saws a lot. If you want to come turkey, on a, turkey hunting with us this spring, um, it'd be a blast. Um, have a couple cold pops and shoot mm-hmm. some birds and... Mm-hmm. Should we announce what Onyx is doing for them? Sure. Onyx is paying for everything for these new hunters. Um, Covering travel, travel costs and um, help with the tag costs. So Cover the tag costs. Yeah. Yeah. Um, probably some food help, too, um, and gear help. Um, and obviously a free Onyx hunt app, I'd yep. imagine. So that's outstanding. I mean, yeah. uh, when, when we were talking to them, we weren't like – uh, we didn't see like a huge struggle uh, financially with the hunters we took out this fall just because they like I think every single new hunter understood like this is a, a lifestyle change and they're ready to make the investment that's how many people view it it's, as an investment it's as anything if you're going to get into a new activity whether it's a new sport or I don't know whatever you're going you're gonna to have some upfront costs and that's the same thing in hunting yeah and they're, so, they're just going to help help out with that, that um, mm-hmm. for these four individuals um we're looking for a uh for one of the hunts we're looking for a father son duo yep we are we haven't announced it on the instagram yet we might when this podcast drops but we are looking for youth if if you're a youth hunter which is under 16 right 16 or under um we want you so you can apply but like you you need a parent with you so um, you can still apply at the info at identicaldraw.com or DM us. Um, yeah, we're looking, we'll definitely do a youth hunt if we find that right parent and child combo. You can be guy, girl, doesn't matter. Uh, we'll take whoever if you're a youth hunter. So um, that's open as well. And that's basically it. So thanks for the love. Um, write us a review. Subscribe to our YouTube, please. Um, that all helps. We'll keep the content coming. Yep. 2021 is going to be a, hopefully a badass year for us. Lots, lots of new hunter projects. Um, 2021 is the year of the mule deer. Yeah. Me and Nate have both decided we want to shoot giant mule deer bucks. Mm-hmm. Screw this, Kansas City. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's All basically right, it. Peace.